The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Thank Pastor T. I thank Pastor Lair. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And we're just going to continue with our study on new creation realities. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right. So who is a new creation or what is a new creation? You know, and um, I just want to take us through some foundational things that we know already. But I mean, maybe for the benefit of somebody listening for the first time, or, you know, maybe we just need to refresh our memory. Who is a new creation? So a new creation is someone that has the spirit of God inside him or her. Hallelujah. A new creation is who we refer to as a born-again person. Is who we refer to as someone that has the divine nature of God inside of him. Hallelujah. You know, so, I mean, of course, everybody knows the story of the creation when man was created, Adam was created, and how Adam fell in the Garden of Eden, and how we had to be restored back to God. Hallelujah. That was how sin entered into mankind. Glory to God. And for man to be redeemed out of that nature of sin, Jesus had to come to die. He had to buy us because we were sold out literally and legally to the devil. So what is the new creation? You know, let's look at John, John chapter 3. Who is a new creation? The new creation is the greatest, most awesome creature of God. Okay, so John chapter 3 from verse 3 says, I mean, and this is the story of Nicodemus when he meant to meet Jesus. Okay, let me start from verse 1. It says, there was a wise man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi... We know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these things that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So we are primarily or firstly born of the flesh before we are born of the spirit. You know, and Jesus emphatically said the only way by which we can see or enter into the kingdom of God is to be born again, is to be a new creature, is to receive Jesus into our being. And you know, I mean, if you have been coming to this church, we know that being born again or being a new creation is not a physical birth. You know, it's a spiritual birth. And that's why when we get born again, nothing changes on the outside. All the change that we see is inside. We are born as a spiritual baby into the family of God, into the kingdom of God. You know, and that's why the Bible says that he that is in Christ is a new creature. Let's go to that scripture. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. All things are passed away and all things have become new. And you know, I mean, obviously nothing changes on the outside. So if something has become new, the new is definitely not on the outside, it's on the inside. And that's why we said being a new creature is having a spiritual birth, having the life of God inside of you, having the divine nature of God. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, 
He is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. All things have become new. And of course, you know that all things have become new. Definitely, if it was a physical birth, then maybe something would have changed on the outside. Everything would have definitely changed. But nothing changed on the outside. So the Bible here is saying all things have become new. And you know, the new in that word, like we have, I mean, heard, if you've been coming to this church often, I mean, from time, we know that the Bible was not written in English. Old Testament, Hebrew, New Testament, Greek. And the new in that word takes its root word from, you know, kainos, which speaks of a species that has never existed before. And if God is saying that you're a species that has never existed before, obviously he's not talking of what is on the outside. Because what is on the outside has probably been existing for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years before some people get born again. Hallelujah. So we're talking about a spiritual birth, the divine nature of God, the recreation of the human spirit. And that's the highest, that's the the greatest creature of God. That is the crowning of the creature of God. I mean, God made the mountains. He made everything. But until he made man, you know, he made man in Genesis. And he looked back and he said, this is good. Hallelujah. Why? Because he put his spirit inside man. And that is who a new creature is. God's spirit is living inside of your spirit. When a person comes to Jesus, that is what literally happens. That the life of God is imputed into your spirit, man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So a new creation is somebody with a brand new spirit and you are full of the life of God. You know, we're just taking it back to who a new creation is before we begin to talk about how to create realities of a new creation. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay, so we have established that a new creation is somebody that has the brand new spirit, that has the spirit of God. Glory to God. A new creation is that person that has received the life of Christ. And has the love nature of God. All that God is, all that God has, all that God can do resides on the inside of this person. Glory to God. And all we have to do is to cooperate with God to birth those things that he has actually said that we are. Glory to God. A new creation is a powerful being. And like Pastor T has told us, we should spend some time, you know, looking at the epistles this month. Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and everything. Just to read what it is like. Just to experience everything that God has deposited on our inside. Because the truth of the matter is, if we don't lay hold on these things, they will just become, you know, just there, existing in the spiritual realm. You know, like the Bible says that we have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly realm. But we live in the physical world. We're not just existing as spirits. Hallelujah. And it's because we have bodies, that's what gives us permission to exist in this physical realm. So we need those things. I mean, you can't imagine someone walking around naked. Obviously, we know that there's something wrong with that person. So we need those things in the physical. We need food. We need clothes. We need money. We need to get an education. So, I mean, how do we make these things come to pass in our life? You know, how do we consciously live, living out of our spirit, living out of the overflow till it affects the physical, till it is seen on the outside? Because it's our spirit that is created after the image and likeness of God. When God made man, Man is created in the image and likeness of God. It's not our bodies that is created in the image and likeness of God. It's our spirit that is created in the image and likeness of God. So if God is living on our inside, that means we shouldn't have any difficulty or impossible situation. Why? Because God is on our inside. The Holy Spirit is on our inside. And that means that anything that we want to do, we can actually overcome because we have the Spirit of God on our inside. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay, so... 
Let's talk about the confession of a new creation, you know, and um, our words play a major role in the life of a new creation. What you say, how you say it affects a new creation. Glory to God. Remember, we said we have the divine nature of God. And by being new creatures, I mean, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We can stand boldly in the presence of God. We can stand to talk to God. Why? Because we are created like him and we are exactly him. So we have the righteousness of God inside of us, inside of our spirit. And therefore, we can stand without any sin or any sense of guilt or condemnation. Why? Because God is inside of us. Remember that man is a spirit, he has a soul, and he lives inside a body. And all that we are saying is that the life of God comes into a believer, comes into a person. When the person says, Jesus, I want you into my life, I surrender all to you, be my Lord, be my Savior, that person is literally saying that I acknowledge what the Holy Spirit, what Jesus has done, and I surrender myself to that authority. And the person is saying, Jesus, come into my heart, take over my life and take over everything. You know, so there are basically three confessions. I mean, the confession of somebody coming to know Jesus as Lord, confession of the Lordship of Jesus. And then there's another confession where maybe when a believer falls into sin, you know, and just to restore fellowship, there is a confession. But the confession of our faith, the confession of living by the word of God is what we are supposed to, you know, to engage once we become born again so that we can have the realities of these things in our lives. What, is, what does it mean to be born again? What does it mean to be new creation? If we are saying that the life of God is in us, you know, that means that, I mean, we can be everything that we ought to be. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is on our inside. And, you know, and that's how it ought to be, you know, not that we're walking around without knowing what to do. Why? Because we have the Holy Spirit on our inside, you know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, the Bible says that Christ has been made unto us wisdom. And if Christ has been made unto us wisdom, that means we have wisdom for every situation and every circumstance in life. That means as believers, we're not supposed to be stranded. We're not supposed to not to know what to do. That means that every point in time, we can always be prepared. Why? Because the Holy Spirit on our inside can warn us and tell us of things to come. Hallelujah. And that's one of the reasons why we pray in the Spirit. You know, the Bible says in Romans 8.26 that the Spirit helps our infirmities because we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit helps us to pray according to the will of God. Why? Because the Spirit of God knows what the mind of God is and He can pray it accurately through us. So that means if something is about to happen in maybe two weeks' time, the Holy Spirit on your inside can quicken you or begin to nudge you and tell you to pray in a certain direction or, you know, just brings up somebody's name to your mind. You know, and I'm sure a lot of us would have probably encountered this at different times, you know. And most of the time we just say, something told me, something told me, something told me. You know how we say those things. And something told me not to go. Something told me, you know, just to wait. And then you now realize that going to that place, something terrible happened there. And you're like, ah, thank God, though. Uh, you know how we say, Oli Yomi? <laughs> you know, how some of these things happen. And that's the Holy Spirit on your inside, nudging you, instructing you, telling you what to do and when not, what not to do. And, you know, I mean, I think that's the safest place where a believer can be, where you actually listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, teaching you and telling you what to do, how to do, where to go and where not to go. Hallelujah. As new creations, we have access to the Holy Spirit. 
We have access to divine wisdom. We have access to the love of God. We have access to the grace of God. We're never left without help. We're not left without comfort, you know. Like Jesus was telling his disciples, he said, I will not leave you as orphans. I will not leave you like somebody that has no care, that has, you know, nothing. But I'll always be there for you. I will be with you. I will comfort you. I will teach you. I will instruct you. And that's one thing the Holy Spirit does on our inside as new creations. You know, we are so powerful. Like Pastor T has been telling us that we should spend time meditating and thinking of the treasures that we have as new creations. We should spend time in the Word of God, knowing who we are, what we have in Him. And all these things can be seen in the epistles. When you go through Philippians, Ephesians, Colossians, you know, you see what we have and who we are in Him. Because that is what will give us the victory in life. That's what will give us the victory in life. As new creatures, we're not supposed to be running helter-skelter like everybody is running. But because we have the Holy Spirit on our inside, we can maximize our lives. And that's one of the reasons why we have the Holy Spirit on our inside. The Holy Spirit was not just given to us to pray, to pray in tongues. That's not what the Holy Spirit was just given to us for. The Holy Spirit was given to us for direction, for instruction, for reproof. For reproof. You know, so I mean, even if you have strong head, I mean, someone is trying to correct you and you're a new creation in your quiet times, in your moments, when you are seated all by yourself, the Holy Spirit can always nudge you and tell you what you did to that brother was not nice. You shouldn't have spoken to this person. Hallelujah. That's one part of the reasons why the Holy Spirit was given to us. You know, I mean, if the Holy Spirit was there at the beginning of creation and created the world... That means we can actually create anything that we want to create according to the will of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We, that means we, we carry treasures. And like Pastor T was saying that, you know, at times we don't realize these things. When they tell us to pick, you know, billion dollars, we'd rather pick, you know, I mean, billion dollars instead of the treasures that we have in Christ Jesus. Why? Because we have not come to the full realization of what we have. We have not come to the full realization of what we have. But we carry God on our inside. And if God can create the world with all these beautiful things that we see, that means that we can create awesome things with our lives. That means we can do wonders. And we're not just supposed to use the Holy Spirit only to pray. We're supposed to use every instruction to dominate in this world, to rule in this world, to be everything that God has ordained us to be. And because the truth of the matter is we can't achieve our purpose, we can't reach the fullness of what God has destined for us without the Holy Spirit. Because that means we'll just be running to and fro helter-skelter, not knowing what to do. And God has already told us that the primary function of the Holy Spirit is to lead us. The Bible says that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Hallelujah. So if we're sons of God, that means we have the right and the privilege to be led by the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So God's word doesn't come, doesn't become a reality in our lives except we command it to be so. I mean, if not, everything inside the Bible would definitely be working in our lives. But we know that that is not true. So that means there is a vital side of working in our new creation reality. You know, it's not just saying I'm a new, I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things are passed away. All things have become new and then that's it. But what does it literally mean? What does it mean to carry God on our inside? What does it mean to experience God in our everyday life? I mean that we're going to, we're going to work, we're going to school, we're like normal beings, but then there's still extraordinary things about us, you know? 
And we all, we can't be everything that God has destined for us, except we remain committed to the word of God and consistent in his word. Except we remain committed to him and consistent to him. If not, the promises of God will just, you know, just be there inside our Bibles. Glory to God. Let's read a scripture from Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1. Let's see all the great things that God has for us, who a new creation is. Ephesians chapter 1 from verses 3 to 7. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by him, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence. Hallelujah. And this is what we have access to. We have access to redemption through the blood of Jesus. We have access to the forgiveness of our sins according to the riches of his grace. Glory to God. Which he made to abound towards us. Abundance. That speaks of abundance. He says in wisdom and prudence. That means we have access to divine wisdom. We shouldn't be stranded in life. Abundance of wisdom. Abundance of grace. Abundance of everything. Glory to God. And that is who a new creation is. That is what a new creation has access to. We have access to the grace of God. We are not left helpless. We are not left without counsel. We always have access to the abundance of the favor and mercy and grace of God. Glory to God. Let's read another scripture from Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7 says, But to each one of us was given according to the measure of of Christ's gift, but to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Hallelujah. That means God's gift in us, grace is according to the measure of Christ's gift that is in us. We have abundance of grace. You know, what is grace? Grace is the ability of God, the power of God, the blessing of God, the enablement of God. That means by the grace of God, we can do anything and achieve anything. Why? Because the power of God is resident on our inside. That means as new creatures, we're not even supposed to be helpless. We're not supposed to get to that point where we are wondering, what do I do with my life? You know, and I know that at times we find ourselves in this bucket. And one thing I often say to people is that it's okay to be where you are. And that's the truth. It's just okay so that you can ascertain that I'm at this level then you can ask for help or seek guidance or even, you know, pray as it were. You know, but most of us feel like um, being in a place where you don't know what to do, then we tend to put ourselves under pressure. Really, it doesn't make any sense, really, for me. I say that life is simple, and that's the truth. Life is simple. We only complicate things, you know. So it's okay for you to be in that place where you are wondering, who am I, what am I, what do I need to do? Who is a new creature? Fine, I've been coming to this church. They've been saying all these things and I don't understand. It's okay. So what do you do if you are in a place of not knowing what to do? First of all, you get knowledge. You get knowledge. Instead of putting yourself under unnecessary pressure and trying to feel like, you know, there's a way we can act like um, 
we know what they're saying, even when we don't know what they're saying, you know. So get knowledge, and that is so vital. That is so important, you know. And now God is telling us that through the Holy Spirit on our inside, we have access to divine wisdom. What is wisdom? What is wisdom? You know, so, I mean, like we have been taught and like we say, praying is not an end in itself. Do you understand? So it's not just praying. At the end of your prayer, you must know what to do. Why? Because we have access to the wisdom of God. So if we don't know what to do after praying, that means there's something else that we need to do. Get wisdom. Get knowledge. Get information. You know, like I often say to people, you know, we have the Bible. But everything is not written inside the Bible. Even the Bible says it that if everything were to be written, I mean, the Bible would definitely be bigger than this because they will write the day Jesus went to eat a bar or he went to eat a more, whatever, whatever. Do you understand? So I mean, <laughs> wisdom is available everywhere. You can pick up a textbook, for instance. You will not find it here inside the Bible that uh, carbohydrate or protein or something. But when you pick a biology textbook or integrated science textbook, for example, I'm sure you find something like that there, you know. So we must always be in that place where we're consciously open, not just open to the Spirit of God like, you know, we're just praying and we're praying and praying, but then we're also listening to the Spirit of God on our inside and asking for instructions. Remember the Word of God is for us for reproof for doctrine, for instruction, for instruction. What is wisdom? Wisdom is knowing what to do. And if we are saying that the Holy Spirit on our inside as new creations is there to instruct us what to do, at times the Holy Spirit will just nudge you, go and see this person or talk to this person or let a pastor pray with you or something. Do you understand? So that is wisdom. We don't need to make Christianity out of some things so that life can be simple and easy. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we have access to the grace of God, treasures, glory. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Hallelujah. Let's read another scripture. Okay, so let's just go down. Verses 17 to 24, same Ephesians 4. It says, This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. In the fertility of their mind, they are just doing things the way they want to do it or things that seem right to them. Having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. That means they don't have the life of God on their inside. They are not new creations because of the ignorance that is in them. Can you see? Because of the ignorance. And lack of wisdom is ignorance. Lack of wisdom is ignorance. Because of the blindness of their hearts. Their spirit is blind. They can't see. They can't hear God. Who being past feeling, having given themselves over to lewdness, to walk all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, you put on the divine nature, you put on the Holy Spirit on your inside, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. And that is the treasure that we have residing on the inside of us. Hallelujah. That is the greatness that we have residing on the inside of us. The power of God, the ability of God, the enablement of God, all that God is, all that God has. All that God can do, the treasures, the grace, the abundance of God. Hallelujah. 
Glory to Jesus. Okay, so let's talk about how we create realities. How do we create realities as new creations? You know, a new creation is created in the image and the likeness of God. The life of God is inside of us. And we say that, I mean, the new creation is the crown of God's creation. So how do we create these realities? How? How? The Bible says, let's look at Romans chapter 5 and verse 5. How do we make these things come to pass in our lives? Like the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So how do these things translate from the heavenly places into the physical places? Romans chapter 5 verse 5. Romans chapter 5 verse 5 says, Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. The Holy Spirit was given to us and the love of God has been poured out in our heart. That means we are to walk in love. We are to walk in love for us to see these things as manifestations in our life. And remember, God is love. If God is love and we are created in the image and likeness of God, so what does that make us? That means we're love. That means it's easy for a new creation to walk in love. Hallelujah. So if we're finding it difficult to walk in love, that means we're not manifesting who we truly are. That means we're shortchanging ourselves. We're not behaving like our real selves. And you know how uncomfortable it is for you not to be your real self when you're pretending? It's just, there's a discomfort that comes with it when you're not being your true self. So that's it. When we are not manifesting or exhibiting love, we're not manifesting the nature of God that is on the inside of us. That means we're not manifesting the fruits of our real nature. Hallelujah. But the Bible says here that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. And remember that the Holy Ghost is living on our inside. And that's why we're new creations. So it's easy for us to walk in love. And that's one way where we can manifest and create realities. When we walk in love, we are subjecting ourselves to the obedience and the commandments of God. We are saying, okay, God, this is what you have said. It might not look nice or it might not feel nice on my flesh. But remember that we said that we are not the flesh. Why? Because we have come to receive Jesus into our heart, into our spirit. Therefore, we are not who we see on the outside. So when we are tempted to behave like people of the world, people that don't have the knowledge of God, people that don't have the wisdom of God, remember like the Bible says, people that walk in the futility of their mind. People that are alienated from the life of God. When we try to do what they do, that means we're going to get the results that they get. That means we will not be able to manifest this new creation reality. But the love of God is inside of us. The love of God has been shed abroad in our heart. Therefore, we can exhibit love. We can walk in love towards other people. Why? Because love is our nature. God is our Father. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of love. And if he lives on our inside, therefore it's easy for us to manifest love. Glory to God. How else can we create realities? Let's look at Psalm 107. Psalm 107. How do we create these things? How do we burst these things in our lives? How do we make it manifest? The treasures of God that are inside of us. Psalm 107. Verse 1 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. 
Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Glory to God. And when we get born again, when we receive the life of God on our inside, we are redeemed from the enemy. And the Bible is saying that we should say so. What are we supposed to say? We are to say that the Lord is good. His mercies endure forever. He is a good God. He has redeemed us. He has brought us from the kingdom of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of his dear son. Hallelujah. And that's how we create reality. By our confession of faith, acknowledging and saying what God has done for us, that the Lord is good and his mercies endure forever. Remember, He's saying that it's a confession of faith. And what is faith? What is faith? Faith is saying what you cannot see on the outside. That means we're not supposed to say what we see on the outside. Hallelujah. We're to declare the works of God. We're to declare the wonders of God. We're to declare the goodness of God. Glory to God. Let's read 1 Peter chapter 2. How do we create realities? How do we create realities? 1 Peter chapter 2. We've talked about walking in love. We've talked about our confession of faith. First Peter chapter 2. How do we create realities? First Peter chapter 2 from verse 1 says, Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, you know, and those things are just manifestations of the flesh. It says, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the world that you may grow thereby. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. And remember we said that if a person is a new creation, that means the life of God is inside that person. You know, and that means that the person has the divine nature of God inside him or her. And like we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, that says that all things are passed away and all things have become new. See what this verse 1 says. It says, therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking. Those are the manifestations of the flesh, of the old man, of the nature of a person before he comes to Jesus. Of the nature of the person, a sin nature. Those are just manifestations, the fruits of the human flesh. So he says, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. And remember when a person comes to Jesus, when a person gets born again, he is born as a spiritual baby. Because nothing changes on your outside, remember. It's your spirit that is born again. It's your spirit that is born anew. So you are born as a spiritual baby into the family of God. And what do you do? The Bible instructs us that we should grow. We should desire the sincere milk of the word that we may grow thereby. If indeed we have tasted that the Lord is gracious. And being born again is tasting of the graciousness of God. Hallelujah. Because you didn't do anything to get born again. Remember the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 that we are saved by grace. That means it's not by our, our works that we're saved. You know, and we have established time and time again that it's not what we do that gets us born again. We just receive what Jesus has done on our behalf. So he says, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, that the Lord is good, that the Lord is merciful, that the Lord is kind, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. That means that is one way by which we will grow, desiring the word of God. And as a new creation, we can't grow outside of the word of God. The word of God is what will make us grow. Hallelujah. We can't grow outside of the word of God. That means we must pay attention to the word of God. 
we would read it and meditate upon it. Okay, so let me talk about meditation. And I know most times, you know, they say meditation, meditation, and, you know, at times it just fly off people's head. You know, but like I said, really, life is simple, and there's no need for any hassle. So what is meditation? And I checked the dictionary. The dictionary says meditation is to focus one's mind for a period of time in silence. Silence. That means you can't be in a noisy place and say you're meditating. Do you understand? It's in silence. It has to be in a place where you can literally hear yourself conversing with yourself. It's talking with yourself, you know, pondering over things, reasoning things. You know, that they say that the life of God is inside me. And you are thinking, what does that actually mean for the life of God to be inside me? So what does it mean for me to desire the sincere milk of the world? What does it mean for the grace of God to be walking in me? And you're asking questions and asking questions and asking questions and asking questions, you know, and you're focusing, you're conversing with yourself and you're thinking to yourself. You know, meditation is not just something you do 30 seconds, one minute, and then you're out. You have to stay there. 10 minutes, 15 minutes, of course, I'm not saying maybe... 24 hours or whatever, because I mean, we have a lot of things to do, but it's about setting out time, setting apart time, and saying that I want to stay in the Word of God. But you know, the thing is, most of the time, we don't do these things. We don't do it, because if we do it, we'll actually see results. And we must spend time meditating in the Word of God. As a new creation, if you can't spend time in the Word of God, we will not be able to access the goodness that God has already obtained for us. You know, and I always say, look, our spirit is perfect. Your spirit is perfect. And the only challenge is the challenge of the soul. And that's why Romans 12, 1 and 2 says that we should renew our mind. Your mind is inside your soul. Our mind is inside our soul. Our spirit is perfect. We can't do anything because it is created in the image and likeness of God. But the challenge is the soul. And the mind is in the soul realm. And that is why we always need to upgrade our mind by the Word of God. We can't access these things except we stay in the Word of God. Remember all that a believer is, is that divine access to what God has done for us. Because we didn't die for ourselves, we didn't get these things by ourselves. But everything that we have is because of the grace of God. So if we're going to establish anything and manifest anything and take hold of anything, we have to go back to the originator of our faith to the one who saved us, to the one who redeemed us, to the one who purchased everything for us. Why? Because he did it for us once and for all. Hallelujah. As newborn babies to desire the sincere milk of God, what is meditation? It is pondering over, it is reflecting, it is brooding. Like the story of the creation, when God said the Holy Spirit was brooding on the face of the earth. And that's what we're supposed to do with our meditation. And we must understand that nobody became a spiritual Jim Jim in one day. So, I mean, it's okay. It's okay to be a baby, really. But the Bible is telling us what we should do by being a baby. All a baby does is to eat. Have you ever seen a baby that doesn't eat? I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. Most babies, I'm sure, they just open their mouth and you feed them. You know? Do you wonder? So, how does a baby grow? How did we all grow? We were just babies, but we kept eating and eating and feeding, sleeping, eating, waking up, doing other things. But we kept doing the things that will help us to grow. 
And that's what we're supposed to do as new creations. How do we grow? How do we grow to the extent where we understand and we take hold of these things that God has already provided for us? If not, they'll just remain in the heavenly places. But we need it here right now. Abby? Exactly. We need it. We need to eat good food and wear good clothes. How do we convert those heavenly treasures? How do we convert the grace of God to the earthly realm, to manifestation? So meditation is ruminating. You take a scripture and remember, like pastor has instructed us, let's look into the epistles to see who we are in him, to see what we have, the treasures that we have on our inside. In him, we have redemption. What does it mean to have redemption? That means I've been brought out from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God. Okay, so what is the kingdom of God? I know the kingdom of God is only good things that are there in the kingdom of God. There's no darkness, no sickness. So if I've been falling sick, then I shouldn't be sick because there's no sickness, you know, in the kingdom of God. You are having conversation with yourself. You are thinking, you are asking questions. That is meditation. That is meditation. And the truth of the matter is nobody can actually grow without meditating. And the truth of the matter is we actually meditate. We actually meditate. It's just that at times we meditate on the wrong things. We meditate on the wrong things or we don't do it well, you know. But you must keep your mind focused on the promises of God. You must keep your mind focused on the grace of God, on the things that God has prepared for us. And that is the only way by which we can access these realities of a new creation. The new creation is the most powerful and awesome creature of God. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is residing on our inside. And there is no way we can create this reality without meditating, without saying, without walking in love, without walking in the light of life, without desiring to grow. It always starts with a desire. You must desire to grow. We must desire to grow. We must desire to grow. We must desire to grow. Growth is not just going to fall on anybody. Growth will not just fall on anybody. And that's why it looks like some people have manifestations, some people don't have manifestations. Why? Because anybody that chooses to immerse himself or herself in the word of God, in the things that God has done for him or her, will definitely have the rewards. And we are never left without comfort. And we can always start from anywhere, at any point in time. The Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation. So if God is not condemning us, why should we condemn ourselves? Hallelujah. Grace is always available. Grace is always available. No, no, no father would just want to, you know, just be, you know how they say, I want to teach my child a lesson. I mean, just for no good reason. You know, just be wicked to that child and you're saying that you want to teach your child a lesson. And that is the God of love. He doesn't want to teach us, you know, those bad lessons that people claim. But out of his grace, I mean, imagine someone that had an only child and sent this child to die for the world. So what else can't he give us? What else can't he give us? He said, if he did not spare his son, but delivered him, Hallelujah. How will he not with him freely give us all things to enjoy? Glory to God. So meditating is that you are lost in thought. You are just thinking that God's mind is full of me. God has increase on his mind for me. God is a gracious God. 
God is good, you know, is that you are planning, you are scheming, you are plotting, you are planning mentally, you are considering what the Bible has said concerning you. You are taking into heart what God has said concerning you. And that is meditation. We're not to meditate on the wrong things, but we're to meditate on the right things, the things that God has done for us, the things that we have in Christ, the things that the Holy Spirit has come to do in us. Remember, we said the word of God is for reproof, is for instruction, is for correction. And those are the things that the Holy Spirit has come to do in us, that we may be perfect. Hallelujah. Remember the Bible says in Matthew 5 verse 48 that we should therefore be perfect like our Heavenly Father is perfect. That means God has a certain expectation from us. God has standards for us. So, I mean, saying that we even want to see these things is not just because we want to see it. But it's that the expectation of God concerning us must be met. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we must plan mentally, consider scheming and thinking that, okay, so this is what the word of God says. This is who I am. This is what I have. You know, and it's not just enough for it to stay in the Bible, but we must bring it into manifestation in our lives. We've talked about meditation. We've talked about, you know, walking in love. We've talked about um, our confession. Let's talk about renewing our mind. Like I said, you know, the Bible says we should... um, renew our mind and that's where the challenge is because you renew your mind by the word of God. Romans 12 verses 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove What is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? Hallelujah. It says we should not be conformed to this world. That means there's a tendency for us to be conformed to this world. Why? Because we live in this world. We live in this world. But remember, the Bible says we live in this world. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. And that is why the only way we can consciously know that we are not of this world is by using the word of God to renew our mind, to change our thinking to wash our minds, you know, renew means to make it new again, that, you know, everything is flying all around you, but you choose to stay in the word of God, you choose to believe what God is saying, remember all that we are is accessing what God has done for us, it's not what we can do by ourselves, it's not what we have done for ourselves, but it is, you know, depending on the grace of God and saying that this is what God has done for me. Therefore, I stand in these things and I'm going to manifest every single thing. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's what a new creation will do so that it can have manifestation of the treasures on his inside. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And we also need to walk in the light of life. What does it mean to walk in the light of life? It means to walk in the light of the wisdom of God. It means to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you to do things. Hallelujah. They were not just tossed to and fro. You know, they say that this is where it is and everybody you run. But that because the Holy Spirit is on our inside and we have fed ourselves with the word of God, then the Holy Spirit begins to lead us and not just in the way to go. Remember, as children of God, we have the right and the privilege to be led by God. That is only if we yield ourselves and we listen. That's if we listen. Have you met some people, when people tell them, don't do this thing, you know, they want to do that thing. Just to say, why should you tell me not to do this thing? And that's how it is. 
if the Holy Spirit tells you to do something and you are there arguing, I mean, the Holy Spirit won't do anything. So, but I mean, if we're yielded to him, therefore he can instruct us, he can guide us, he can tell us, do this, you know, go this way, meet this person, talk to this person, you know. So walking in the light of life, walk in the light of the consciousness of all that God has done for us by saying it, acknowledging it first of all, acknowledge that God has done a lot of good things for us. Then we desire to grow, desire to grow because growth is not just going to fall on anybody, but you must be in that state where you are consciously telling yourself, I want to access the greatness that God has for me on my inside. I want to be everything that God has for me, you know. And the new creation, I mean, for a new creation, one of the easiest things for a new creation is to actually be in the will of God or to follow the purpose of God. Why? Because you have access to divine wisdom. You have access to the grace of God. You have the Holy Spirit on your inside. So we can't be stranded as a way. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is always there to lead us and tell us, this is the way to go walk in it. Hallelujah. So, as new creations to create reality, we must walk in love. We must desire the sincere milk of the word. We must confess our faith. We must spend time meditating, thinking that this is what God has said for me. And I choose to believe it. I choose to say it. I choose to say it. You know, when we say confession, it's not just saying anything that feels good to us, but saying what Jesus has already done for us, saying everything that God has obtained for us. And we're to renew our mind with the word of God. We renew our mind. We create a new pattern of thinking with the word of God because there is no success outside of the word of God. There is no increase outside of the word of God. It's Jesus that has done everything for us. And if we must access this thing, we need to go back to the person that did it for us initially. It's not just something that we're trying to cook up by ourselves. The new creation is a powerful being. The new creation can create anything and everything. Why? Because the Holy Spirit resides on our inside. We can have miracles on a consistent basis. We can have miracles on a consistent basis. And we must literally believe the word of God for these things to come to pass in our lives. Remember, they're just there. These are the things that God has done for us. But it's yours for the taking. It's yours for the believing. And, you know, I often say these things that, you know, I mean, if we have the Holy Spirit on our inside, then we should be able to do extraordinary things. We should be able to do things that seem impossible. We should be able to do things that, to the ordinary man, they are wondering, how can these things be? Why? Because you have God on your inside. Hallelujah. If we say that we really, truly, truly trust God and believe him, then these things must become a reality in our lives. It's not just coming to church and, you know, we just come to church, and then at the end of the day, we are not having these manifestations in our lives. But if we really believe that we are new creations, if we really believe that the Holy Spirit resides on our inside, then we must take up the word of God and let it work for us and let us see manifestation and results in our lives and let us see greater and awesome things being done through us. Why? Because the life of God is inside of us. The Holy Spirit is on the inside of us. And really and truly, if we claim that the Holy Spirit created the world, then that means we have the creative power of God inside of us. 
And that is what Christianity is all about. That we can change things. That we can see results. That we don't just take life and say that um, that is how it is and then we take it. But that through the word of God, we can change our destinies. We can change things that are in front of us that we don't want. We can consciously align them to the word of God. And I know that, of course, on a good day, a lot of us have one challenge or the other. You know, and this is not to say that maybe the people getting results are better than the ones not getting results. But it's just that those that are getting results are choosing to do some things with the word of God. And we have itemized here the things that we can begin to do with the word of God so that we can manifest our true nature. So that we can manifest who we really are. Remember we said that we have the love of God. So it's easy for us to walk in love. We have the creative force of God on our inside. So we can create things. We can create things by saying the right thing, by desiring to grow, by listening, by meditating on the word of God, giving attention to the word of God, picking our focus on the word of God, conversing with ourselves, pondering over the word of God, over the thoughts of God, over the things that God has said for us. Why? Because we have treasures on our inside. We have greatness on our inside. This everything that God has is in us. So if everything that God has is in us, why are we not getting results? It's probably because we have not, you know, put ourselves to that place where we need to get results. But like I said, there's always a starting point. There is no condemnation. There's no condemnation. So from where we are, we can always start. If it is today, you know, nobody started praying five hours in one day, but the person started maybe five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and that's how people grow. That a six-month-old baby may not necessarily be able to eat about today or whatever, but one year down the line, that baby, you know, has been growing day in, day out, and then somehow at some point when the baby is two years, the baby begins to eat much more than the baby was six months, you know, ago or a year ago. And that's what we're supposed to do with the Word of God. That today you may not be able to read a whole chapter, and it's okay. No pressure. There is no condemnation. But that you just make up your mind, just desire that, I want to know God more. I want to access the grace of God on my inside. I want to manifest the gift of God on my inside. And then you just tell yourself, okay, I'm just going to read one chapter. Rome was not built in a day. But I mean, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a step. So it's just a step, first of all, that I take this step here, then tomorrow I take another step. You know, it always starts with a desire. And that's what, you know, we read in First Peter. It says we should desire the sincere milk of the word, that we may grow thereby. That means there's no growing outside of the word of God. There's no increasing outside of the word of God. There's no manifestation outside of the word of God. That means either ways, we have to learn these things. We have to come back to it. Why? Because all that we are is everything that Jesus has done for us. And that is the grace that we have access to. Remember, we didn't do anything to get born again. We didn't do anything to qualify for the gifts of God as it were. But it was just because God chose us as an object of his love. And he sent his son Jesus to die for us. And all that we have is because we connect ourselves to Jesus. We connect ourselves to what God has done for us through Jesus. And we have access to divine grace. We have access to all these things. We have access to these treasures. Hallelujah. So we must spend time in the word of God. 
meditating, 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 walking in love, walking in love, you know, because the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart. Remember, that is what the Bible says. So it's not what somebody did to you. And I know people can always do things to us, you know, but then, I mean, we're growing, we're growing, growing, growing from one level to another, you know, from one stage to another. We're growing day in, day out. You know, so we don't need to allow our flesh to manifest, but we should allow what is on our inside to dominate what is on the outside. Hallelujah. And that is who a new creation is. That you're telling yourself, it's not what I see on the outside, or it's not what it feels like is going on all around me, but I'm going to exert the greatness on my inside. I'm going to enforce it on the outside. I'm a love being. I choose to be loved. I allow only good things to come out of me. Why? Because in your spirit is goodness. The fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness. That is all you have inside your spirit. So if we are exhibiting any other thing apart from that, it's not inside our spirit. We probably picked it up somewhere around us. So the most important thing is to exert what is on our inside, on the outside. Every believer, every new creation is a good person. Is a kind person. Is a good person. Is a kind person. Is a patient person. So if we're manifesting something else, if we're manifesting impatience, it's because we are allowing what is on our inside to filter into us. But no more. Why? Because we're learning and we're growing and we know what to do. So we're going to exact what is on our inside. We'll bring out what is on our inside onto the outside and suppress the evil that is on the outside. And that is how we begin to have manifestation. You know, we don't have manifestation based on, you know, you do me, I do you, God, no go vex. Do you understand? But you are good to the other person, irrespective of what the person does to you. And this is not because of the person. It's just because of you, that you are growing and you are maturing and you are getting better. And because of the things that you want to see. So we don't treat people the way they treat us. Why? Remember, we are the love of God because God is love and we are love because we are created in the image and likeness of God. We exert an irresistible influence on what we see on the outside. Hallelujah. The goodness of God, the treasures of God, the awesome wonders that God has deposited in our spirit, man. We bring it on the outside and then we begin to have a manifestation of all these things. Imagine if each and every one of us is practicing and consciously doing these things and goodness is just exuding from us. You know, it's just a matter of time. All the bad, bad things we see in this world will definitely go away if we're all actually allowing the new creation on our inside to manifest itself. But we can begin today. We can always begin at every point in time. Like I said, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And that is what we have in him, that God never condemns us. But because he loves us, at every point in time, he's always looking for a way to show up for us, to lead us, to guide us, to instruct us, and tell us this is the way to go. That you might have missed it two months ago, two weeks ago, but now that word is coming to us, now that wisdom is coming to us, what is wisdom? Wisdom is application of knowledge. Now that we are hearing that this is what God wants to do through us, this is the time to manifest every goodness that we have on our inside. Hallelujah. Can we rise up to our feet? And let's lift our hands and ask God for grace to manifest every goodness that he has for us. Grace to be everything that he has called us to be. 
Oh, Father, we give you praise. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for your word, oh God. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your instruction. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.